Hi, this is the Women of Worth podcast, bringing the wow to your mundane. I'm May. And I'm Trixie. And in this episode, we'll be speaking about mental health and how we deal with hurt. Our guest for today is a radiographer, and he is also building his financial admin and management business. He listens to podcasts at times three speed. We know that is really fast, but I think this has also helped him with his podcast called the PB&J Cast, where he does a segment called PB&J, talking to different professionals about what they do in their workplace and how we can um, yeah, share that information to different people. So welcome to the podcast, Jasper. Hello. Um, thanks for that intro. Very generous of you. Uh, very strange to be on the other side of the mic, and it's been a while. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, so... Um, Jasper's actually my friend from childhood and he's the one that, um, taught me how to do, do a podcast. So it's very, very cool to have him here. But yeah, Jasper, we'd like to know, um, for the audience, just a bit more about yourself. Gosh, I think that's always a really difficult question to answer because it's so open-ended, you know, like it reminds you like when you first meet in a group and you're like, oh, tell me about yourself. It's like, what do you want to (laughs) know? But I guess, you know, I, I, you know, I'm in my mid twenties. I, you know, I'm a person of faith and that's really important to me. And, you know, I think I have really great friends and I I live a pretty good life. Uh, Was there anything in particular you'd like to know? What are the sort of things that interest you? I think I have a really range of passions. Like I really love looking into different concepts, hence why I listened at three times speed, because it's just like, there's so much I want to learn and so much I want to do. I love sport. I love food. I love traveling. I love thinking about really nerdy things like what holds the fabric of society together. <laughs> so I like going into like different philosophies and listening to debates. But I also like, like, I don't know, watching really random things. I like Demon Slayer anime. It's great. Okay. okay. Is it great? You know, I've been called a weeaboo and I have no shame. All right. Love it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I have a, quite a few different passions. You know, I think people is what I'm passionate about. And from a very young age, I still remember super lame, but they asked me in year 12, it was like, what is your quote, right? Uh, and I was like, it's all about perspective. But I still actually think, I was like, oh yeah, year 12, uh, sorry, yeah, year 12 me, a 12-year-old me had like... So deep. (laughs) (laughs) Had something going. So I I always try to think about, you know, what makes people tick and understanding that different things make different people tick. So because of that, it's like learning about all the different facets of passions. And actually, I find that I get passionate while listening as well. Yeah, I guess that's a bit about what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about people. I guess in terms of you being passionate about people... Mm. What is mental health to you? Mm. Because I know from what I've heard that you've kind of delved into that Mm. and kind of learnt about it as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, mental health. It's such a buzzword now, hey, in 2022, if you're listening then. (laughs) 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 But I think for me, and and please forgive me if it's a terrible definition, but I think that it is looking at the way you think, your emotional state, and I guess the other side to life that is not physical Mm. but because there is such an overlap in the way that our body works and uh, the way that we live there it does affect it so your mental health does affect your physical health and your physical health can affect your your mental health as well yeah i guess using the definition of well-being it's like it's a state of being in the world so i think that that is a really big component of mental health Mm. Because it's not necessarily um, what has happened to you, but it's it's how you process that. And so with mental health, like what has driven you to to want to explore it more, to want to um, yeah, be educated or even help people with it? 
Mm, that's a good question. I think from um, like since I was like 12 or something, uh, I think I had a really shocking experience that I'll, I'll never forget. And that was someone in high school uh, showing me their scars um, that they cut themselves. And I was talking about, I guess, just really rough things in life. And it just made me really think like, whoa, there's this like completely other set of factors involved in life. Like things that you know, aren't necessarily shown on TV or maybe they are and I just didn't get it. And ever since then, I realized that this really affects everyone. Whether you put a term or a label to it, I started noticing that the patterns in which people go through yeah. and I, yeah, I, I would kind of consider that under the, the gaze of mental health. And because of that, I'm like, well, if, since I am passionate about people, right, I definitely need to know, know about, more about them. More about them. Yeah. yeah. Know about more what they tick or what makes them tick mm. and mental health. And, you know, same thing for me, you know, I think mm-hmm. you go through things, right? And you're like, whoa, why do I, why do I feel this way? Yeah. How come I, how come, what's going on here? And you, you try to look from the outside and you say like, my diet hasn't changed. My sleep maybe necessarily hasn't changed mm-hmm. or whatnot. And you realize, okay, there's some elephant in the room, which let's call mental health. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's call it out. Let's figure out more about it. And I remember like back in the day, when I was really young and I shouldn't be using the term back in the day but it was like a stigma you know people were like it's fake it's um it's imaginary but now I think as we are progressing in society and I guess a bit of Maslow's hierarchy of needs playing out itself um, we're starting to realize that whoa this um this fake mental health is real you know and it's really important because it affects everyone and it's not to say mental health is necessarily a bad thing, mm. but you know you could have a good mental health. It's really just kind of how you assess a different way of being in the world and dealing with hurt. Mm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think going from that with dealing with hurt, that is an aspect of um, mental health mm. and how we we deal with trauma. We mm. deal with people that that have hurt us. And I think with what you said, finding the reason why. Like, why do I feel this way? Or like, what are the thoughts that are coming out of it? Mm. And I know it's something that you've helped me a lot with as well. So I know you're coming from a place where you have experience with other people and with yourself. But would like to know, yeah, just a story from yourself of where you had to deal with hurt. Mm. Yeah, no, that's very kind of you and very astute observations as well. Thanks, Trixie. So I'd, I'd say, I guess everyone goes through lots of different hurt and I definitely don't want to reveal information that shouldn't be so but I'll, I'll share this one story i remember when i was in university and it was the first day of university and basically i found out that this person who i known for a few years prior was very much maliciously making things up about me oh. and that was very hurtful you yeah. know and because you're like oh what did i do how come and it's very hard because you start questioning your sense of worth. You can even you can question your sense of reality, you know? Yeah. It's like, did I remember that correctly and whatnot? But I think, I think there are different facets involved. It's how you're treating yourself, mm. how you're treating others, mm. and how you're kind of seeing this. Mm. Because with hurt, um, it's an emotion. And with any emotions, it can actually... You can get drunk on emotions, yeah. you know? You can, it can actually hinder the way that you see, you mm. know? It can be the plank in your own eye, you know, yeah. or it can be like if anyone's, if anyone's wore those drunk glasses, yeah. you know, it can really blur your vision. So really I think does. that's important to be sober minded, right? Mm. And actually see, see it for what it is yeah. to a certain extent, you know, exactly. as much as you can. So yeah. whether that's trying to think more objectively, you know, having the humility to ask people, um, other people involved, like what their opinion is. 
So I think that's one aspect of dealing with hurt because mm. that's how you figure out what are you actually hurt by. Some, oftentimes we don't know and it's a process of going through that journey, the thinking journey that actually allows us to figure it out along the way. And as much as we like to know the answers straight away, it never is the case. And even if it is the case, the more you go, the deeper you go. So that's one aspect of it. I think the other aspect of it is, okay, what, what are you going to do with that? Now that you have, you have realized exactly what it is that is going on, or to as much as you can, what do you do with that? And yeah. oftentimes it's, it's choosing how we respond and not just letting life happen to you. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. And we can always you know, you throw out the you word all the time. You did this, they did this, and that's why I'm like this. Right, and that's so so common, and Big you know, no, no. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't doesn't help. It doesn't no. help you. End of the day. So I think what I really like, and it was a shout out to um, Pastor Shane Willard, uh, <laughs> great sermon. Um, but he, <laughs> Times he, three. He, he has this tagline, um, and he goes, "Treat people as they are worth, and not as they deserve." Yeah. Right, and I think that that's such an important thing. Mm. However, to take that one more step further. Mm. I think oftentimes we don't treat ourselves as we're worth mm. and we try to treat ourselves as we quote unquote deserve, right? Yeah. So that's why I think when I think whenever you've talked to a good friend and sometimes they throw that mirror back at you and they say, hey, if you're a good friend, if I was in the situation of my good friend was in the situation, what would you do? And you're like, oh, and you really start thinking, oh yeah, okay, maybe I'll do it differently. Maybe yeah. I wouldn't allow myself to get treated this way, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard because when you're in it, it's not just the rational aspect that's involved in mental health. It's your emotions. It's the history. It's everything that you've carried with yourself until that point in time. Mm -hmm. And that affects it. So, yeah, I guess dealing with hurt, that's a really, really long answer. But uh, if I try to simplify it, it is seeing it for what it is, seeing what you do with it uh, and how you respond uh, to others and to yourself. I'm going to come at it at a very, like, maybe you could say immature, but I feel like it's a very real response. Yes. One that I've responded to you in this way as well. Yes. But I think when you're saying, you did this and this is why I feel that. Yes. How do you navigate the blame shift? Or like, sorry, not even blaming at Mm. all, because if you look at it, it is that they did that and that's why you feel that way. So Mm. how do you like center yourself or gain that perspective of how it actually looks and how it looks in God's eyes. Mm, okay, now that's a really good question. I think that, look, there's no, absolutely no shame and no condemnation um, if you've ever done that, because I definitely have, um, or that you still do that, because it's, it's something that we struggle with on an ongoing basis, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that it is to think kind of like God, like in the sense that what, what does God see? You know, we always ask that question, you know, break my heart for what breaks yours, you know, mm-hmm. change my heart. And thinking, thinking about, hey, has God forgiven this person? Has God mm. forgiven me, right? Mm. And understanding, I guess it goes back to grace and goes back to identity. So in that sense where it's like, okay, if God has given grace, well, so will I, you know? Mm. And it's really hard because so will I doesn't mean that isn't a statement of, of, of pride, you know, being like, mm. if he can do it, I can do it too. And heck no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's God and I am not. Mm. Um, so it's being like, all right, God, I, I need you to help me in this. You know, I acknowledge this. Um, so I guess it's to really see, you know, what, what is your ethic? What is your ethic of love? What drives you? What is your purpose? You know, mm-hmm. what is the force behind your decisions, behind your thinking? Mm-hmm. And when we know that, then it's like, okay, am I applying that? How can I apply that in this situation? Mm-hmm. You know, because if God is patient, God is kind, God is, you know, doesn't keep record of wrongs. 
how come I'm doing that? Yeah. And it's not to say, I think one thing that we can struggle with, it is that we can dismiss how we can feel, which we should not do. Very, very bad. Very, very bad. Okay. Do, like, do not. I think. mental health. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We learn that in like well-being education. Like do not dismiss yeah. how you feel. Like number one. And also then we can try to even just blame ourselves, you know? Mm. It's like we are so quick to want to point a finger. And yeah. I think that's just so that we can just kind of, all right, this happened, it's this person's fault, I want to close the book. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not how we actually get closure, you know? Yeah. How to get real, like, long-lasting closure so it doesn't affect you in 20 years' time where you don't wake up all of a sudden when you yeah. get re-triggered again, right? Yeah. Is really going through it and reliving it. So there's like one type of psychotherapy, right? And, and I'm not a, like, professional, so please go search this up yourself. But one type of psychotherapy that forces you to actually um, revisit your fears. Yeah. So if you have an irrational fear, like elevators... They yeah. try to get you to revisit it or something that was traumatic. They mm. try to get you to revisit it in a safe way. Yeah. And it may be a slow process. So it's like, hey, instead of going to an elevator straight away, let's like start talking about it or let's yeah. start visualizing it or yeah. let's start looking at pictures. And then you, you walk through that journey. Yeah. And they find that that actually is the more healthy way of overcoming fears. Instead of avoiding it, That's dealing true. with it, but yeah. obviously not shocking your system. Mm. I definitely get that. I think it's really important to be able to overcome your fears mm. because avoiding it doesn't help you and mm. and if anything it hinders you mm. in your growth and living life mm. yeah yeah and i think going on from what you said it's actually funny that you bring it up i was literally like googling things last night of like how to deal with forgiveness and hurt mm. from other people for some reason there's a reason yeah anyways but it was saying i feel like with the forgiveness part of like mm. bringing god into it how God extends forgiveness to us. Mm. And it's not something for us to forgive, but it's for God. Mm. But I think in doing that, just looking at it so like compartmentalizedly, mm. yeah. it's like, okay, God's forgiven them. I forgive them. That's the end. I can't think about it or like, because if I think about it, like I haven't forgiven them. Mm. Um, but it's giving you, after like doing that, releasing and sur- surrendering it to God, giving you a time to heal through it Mm. and healing doesn't always look instantaneous Mm. it's amazing when it does Mm. but i feel like healing is hard because it's so uncomfortable it's Mm. painful as Mm. well and it's sometimes it's more painful than the actual hurt itself Mm. which is like kind of crazy right so Mm. it's like a catch-22 sort of thing Mm. you deal with it but you get more hurt but i don't want to get more hurt Mm. but that's why i want to deal with it Mm. so it's like a vicious cycle but in the end like they said avoiding it's not going to help you take you got to take it off the shelf and let god come and work on it with you Mm. i guess that's the thing with forgiveness it's not you just forgive and that's it. You really have to constantly forgive mm. until it's gone and until like God's helped you to deal with it. Yeah, I feel like has there been any moments where you've had to struggle with forgiveness in terms of, you know, when someone hurts you? Mm. Mm. Uh, every day. <laughs> you know the, girl, the lady that just cut me off? Oh, <laughs> oh, no. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, no, I think it's really good. That That's a really good question. And uh, before I answer that, I just want to mention something that came to mind. And mm-hmm. it's that, you know, that we need joy for the journey and that there's something called the other other half of the brain podcast, really good podcast, shouting out to that, um, <laughs> that they talk about and they do like neurotheology. Aww. So they actually mix like neuroscience with theology and they Aww. figure out that there's something about when you have enough joy, then sometimes things pop up. And yeah. that's where you're like, everything's going good. How come this issue is coming up? And this is actually almost like an intrinsically embedded grace built into that. Wow. It's like only when you have enough strength, 
then you can deal with it. I think something that we struggle that's with so sometimes true. is that we try to force, like, I just want to forgive, I want to get this over and done with. But it's like, hey, like, again, with like mental health, with hurt, with being a human, right? We're yeah. human beings, not human doers. And because of that, you can't just do forgiveness, right? You know, you have to be forgiven, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the same way that when we deal with hurt and we deal with forgiveness, it is that, that going through that journey and really having grace for ourselves and understanding that, oh, you know what? I can't expect myself to like, quote unquote, forgive straight away, you mm-hmm. know, in that, that totality of forgiveness. And I think that's also managing the expectations because it's like, you know what? Reconciliation doesn't mean that, you know, if someone really hurt me and betrayed me, we're going to be best friends again. You know no what way. I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. So it's, it's really kind of deciding like, you know, where's that line of, you know, I've forgiven them and I'm happy with that. You know, I can sit with mm-hmm. that and it's good. And I think we really need the Holy Spirit to guide us. But we also need community because yes. it's really, 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 really important that we do this in community to yeah. help us and strengthen us and support us, mm-hmm. but also give us that perspective shift and being like, hey, look, from my point of view, mm-hmm. it looks like this. And I guess, you know, when we create that environment, it's almost like psychotherapy, right? Yeah. But with your friends, you know, it's like that safe. Or go con- see a psychologist. Yeah. This is also very, you yeah. know, professional help is good as well. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And no. you really should if mm. you need it, you know? Yeah. And it's, and again, it's getting rid of that stigma, right? Mm. And it's a lot of, it's, you know, it's cultural, it's societal, but it's also uh, individual, you know? And it can yeah. be, it could be, you know, elements of, you know, maybe a lack of humility. Like, mm. I don't need this. Yeah. I can, I can go through it without it. And, like that's okay everyone goes through on a journey right mm-hmm. and maybe you it, it's not necessarily pride right but mm-hmm. maybe it's it's ignorance or maybe it's just just not knowing and that's okay we all need to go through our own journey mm-hmm. and that's why we have to always treat people as they're worth and not as they deserve yeah because who are we to say that they deserve something mm-hmm. you know we can't judge exactly yeah and if we believe in grace and we believe in a god that loves unconditionally mm-hmm. should we not do the same yeah mm-hmm. yeah but Sorry, that was a long, uh, long segue. <laughs> no. uh, but to answer your question in forgiveness, I'm yeah. going to go all the way back to the, men- the story I started with, but I did not finish. Yeah. So that person that would make things up about me. And it was just strange because like, when I'd see him in person, he'd act like so friendly and like, you know, da, 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 da. And I was like, what? Like, this is, this is hard. Mm. And it was really hard because I remember even one day, I think that sometimes for me, it's just, this is what part of my process is I need to talk with that person to, you know, clarify it. Mm. So I messaged a guy and I was like, hey, is there anything I did? And then he was like, nah. And then he like deleted me on Facebook. I was like, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> and then one time when he was really drunk, he, he, I think he re-added me or like messaged me or something. Mm. And then he was like, oh, you know, yeah, you need to like stay away and all that stuff. And I was like, hey, look, I'm so sorry if I did anything, but you know, I'd love to know more and whatnot. Then he just replied back and being like, oh, no, I was drunk, you know, all that. And I was like, sure. Um, and that was really hard because I was like, look, I think that's what makes it harder to forgive, right? Especially when you're what like... What I do? Yeah, and I'm the one, you know, you feel like you feel so like justified and yeah. self-righteous, right? Being like, I'm the one reaching out. I'm the yeah. one kind of giving you a second chance. I'm yeah. the one trying to like put myself in your shoes mm. and you're blatantly lying to me because mm. I know that from all these other things that you have been making these things up and it does affect, you know what I mean? Mm. Especially, yeah, it, it's hurtful. It is hurtful. But I think that it's something that you have to intentionally do. So it's, it's not saying, oh, it's not belittling or dismissing what they did. Yeah. And it's not belittling or dismissing how you feel. Yeah. But it's holding the two, you know, with a sober mind and being like, you know what? And I choose to forgive. Mm-hmm. And it's really taking the choice into your own hands and choosing how to respond and not letting life happen. So, 
yeah, and I guess there was a really good thing in that regard. Of course, it was still like, you know, I'd see him, you know, once in a while at like catch-ups or birthdays or whatnot and just be like, oh, hello. <laughs> and like, you know, you so much you want to like, you know, you want to like tarnish their name, you know, the, all these things kind of go into your head, right? I'm human. Um, and like when people are like, oh, that guy is such a nice guy. I'm like, is he? <laughs> you know, but it's like, you know what? That's not, that's not my place to say, you know? So I guess that's where like really faith is helps me guides me through it, and you know really the Holy Spirit really guides through these situations and in these moments. Mm, yeah. I guess diving deeper yep. into hurt. You know how like people yeah, say yeah, hurt people hurt people. Yes, yes. And so I, I guess sometimes it really does help thinking about the perspective of you know why they are treating me with so much angst or mm. why they hate me. Like mm. you may not ever know, but. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that it's not to the point of like using that to justify it. Yeah. But it's using to empathize it with them. Mm, that's you know? right. And that's the difference. And we have to be very careful that we know that difference, right? If not, then when we justify their behavior, we almost justify a victim blaming ourselves. Yeah, that's right. right. Which isn't healthy either. Mm, mm, mm. Um, I think that you're right. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. So yeah. what do you mean by justifying their behavior? So it's like saying like, okay, I understand why they are the way, but it doesn't mean that they... They, they should, can be that way. They can treat other people that That's way. That's right. Okay, yeah. Right? Gotcha. Um, being that they should, you know? Mm. Yeah. What they should do and what they can do. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I think that's that. But yeah, just... I think that that's a really important distinction. And then it kind of lets you be like, oh, you know, like, hey, it's not me. It's it's them. Yeah. Oh, it's this. You yeah, know? And it's exactly. really pushing the blame and it actually helps i think like it reminds me of romans 8 you know i love romans 8 uh, <laughs> it really helps saying like the enemy is not that person exactly the enemy is not myself mm-hmm. the enemy is the principalities it's the powers is behind mm-hmm. it it's the it's the attitude you know it's mm-hmm. that generational curse behind it or yeah. whatever it is mm-hmm. like that's the enemy here mm-hmm. and that's something that we can reconcile with. Mm-hmm. so it's like so and because of that i can I can hate the sin, but I can love the sinner. Exactly. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can, I can hate the behavior, but I can love the person, you know? Mm. And, and that's really hard to reconcile, right? Yes. <laughs> um, but I guess that's why, you know, we're invited to partake in the, in the ministry of reconciliation, mm. you know? Because mm. God's not just saying, forgive you guys, see you later. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's hey, I'm, I'm with you in the hurt. I've left my Holy Spirit with you, you know? Yeah. It's you know what, I, I suffered on the cross, so I know mm. everything that you've gone through, I know. And it's a God that is not far away, but a God that is closer than the air that we breathe. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing with conflict resolution, when two people fight, you know, talking about before when you say you, 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 that's blaming the other person. But when you go through a conflict, you really have to look at the problem that you're dealing with mm. instead of the person that's doing it. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I think that's important. If not, then we very much often our like our first instinct is the issue is the person. That's right. But mm. if we focus on the issue being, you know, the behavior or whatever that is, mm. the attitude, then I think that's the healthy way. Because yeah. now it's not you versus me, but mm. hey, we're actually on the same team here. That's right. You know, mm. we have a shared humanity mm. here. You know, mm. like hey, I love you, bro. You know what I mean? And mm. you know what? Maybe you don't love me, but maybe you, you don't want to fight either, you know? Mm. And then if it is the case, it's like, whoa, then mm. that's on them, you know? Mm. It's, it's also not trying to force it. Mm. Force it is really journeying with people, not forcing people to journey exactly where you are. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's amazing that you can come out of this, like with the hurt that's been um, inflicted before, to be like, hey, we're on the same team. I think that's really God's mm. grace and intervention in your life. 
And I know you've said that to me before as well through text. And I'm like, but we're not. (laughs) But you are. But I'm like, no, we're not. (laughs) Team. Exactly. But like Jasper says, you're the 12 year old you perspective. (laughs) So um, we're going to come to conclusions soon, but Mm. maybe just the last part, would there be any key takeaways that you'd want for the audience or just like a piece of advice? Mm. I'm going to end it with finishing that story. Okay. With, with, I met that guy at a party recently and out of the blue, he comes up to me, he pulls me aside and he says, can I talk to you? And I was like, sure. And he says, I'm so sorry. And he says, I know, like, you know, you know, almost a decade ago, he's like, all the things that I did. Mm. And I remember in that moment, you know, you can choose to react. You can be like, yeah, you did, you know, like, stuff you. Um, and he's like, but I was like, can I just clarify? You know that all those things that you said, I didn't do. And he was like, yes. And he was like, and it was because of the things that I was, I was dealing with. And I replied and I said, look, you've already been forgiven a long time ago. Please know that so that you can walk without a limp. And I think it's, it's how do you want to to interact with the world mm-hmm. and how do you want the world to be a, a place because of the way you interacted with it so i think that when it comes to hurt and it comes to pain there's always hurt people hurt people right yeah. and we have to choose do we want to be partaking the vicious cycle or do we want to be part of the solution and stop it here and now and i think that's advice that i would give because we always go through things and we always have to figure out okay how can i be a part of this solution and is what I'm doing perpetuating it or is what I'm doing stopping this, you know? Are we acting as if, you know, Jesus is king? Are we acting as if all these other things are king? And it's very hard because in this world, it's like, well, if Jesus is king, how come this hurt and this pain? But it's like, no, because Jesus is king in the midst of the hurt and the pain, I can choose to forgive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really thank you for that, Jasper. And just, yeah, how you said that Jesus is king And I think through that submission, I know that he can look after everything and that um, with my trust in him that I'm well looked after, the other person is, and that he cares about our matters as well. Mm. Um, Yeah, so we really thank you for joining us on this podcast today. Uh, We look forward for you to join join us more, I think, if you want to. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, but yeah, um, we just thank, thank the audience as well for listening. And we really hope that everyone just enjoyed this episode that we brought to you in dealing with hurt and we hope that it also brings the wow to your mundane um keep updated with us on instagram at women of worth x feel free to message us if you have any questions and we'll see you next time bye bye see ya. <laughs>